0: Hello, what have we here? Hello there. Morning, Senator. Greetings, my son. We are the ones who guard the power. We are the middle, the beginning. (laughs) I've got a bad
1: feeling about this. (laughs) So who talks first, who talks first?
2: You're a feisty little one, but you'll soon learn
0: some respect. So,
2: this is where the fun begins. Ha 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 ha!
3: Hey, what's happening, boys and girls in the internet world? My name is Christopher Maranin, and you are listening to the Star Wars Friends Podcast on the No One Is Listening Podcast. And I'm
2: sitting here with my Star Wars friends. I'm Josh, and I'm my backpack's
0: got jets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Justin. I'm still an old Knight of the Republic. Oh, yeah.
1: And I am Kyle, Human-Cyborg Relations.
3: Ooh, beautiful, <laughs> fluent in how many languages?
1: Oh, over 11 million forms of communication.
3: That's a lot. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Episode three. Here we are. We've made it. And I am so this this week has been wild in the world of Star Wars. There has been so much happening. I can barely contain myself. Uh, just being one of those guys who just try to really just consume it all. And it's been a, a lot to take in this week. How are you guys feeling?
1: Overwhelmed Good. and excited. You know.
0: Yeah, it's a lot to keep up with for sure. It's a it really lot.
3: Age. It really is, yeah. and and you know, in the last episode, we brought up the dark ages of Star Wars when there wasn't a lot of content, there wasn't a lot to uh, you know have access to, and now we have access to so much content. We have access to books, comics, video games, live action television shows. We have access to a lot of trailers for a movie that i don't really want to get spoiled and every time they keep putting out a new tv spot i'm like dude why i, know. I don't know if you guys have you, you guys saw the new the new clips right
1: i did yep. yeah
3: man they they released about i don't know five rise of skywalker teaser clips this week and i was watching the ohio state football game today yes uh, they beat penn state yep. solid sorry if you're a nittany lion fan but man uh <laughs> ohio state rolled them and it, I saw two different Rise of Skywalker uh, bumpers, and I I saw some things I did not want to see. I don't like spoilers. Stop spoiling no. stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm with you, man. I feel like there. I feel like I've almost seen enough. We're so close. I like. I just wanna. I just wanna consider it and worry about it and wonder about it. Now I I don't know that I want to know anymore. I want to just enjoy it.
3: Totally, dude. So mm. with that, you know, I, I just we're getting new to this whole podcast thing and i know there's so much to dissect and i know we've talked about doing our rise of skywalker shows as we get closer to the movie and i know before the show today we were got got into some little spicy theory talk uh and i can't wait to actually do those episodes with you guys in a few i don't know a few days it seems um but before that if you're a new listener uh Please check us out, StarWarsFriends.com. You can hit us up on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Spotify. Hit us up on social media as you listen to this podcast. The whole point of this is to, you know, interact with people. We are Star Wars friends that love Star Wars. Hopefully, just like you do. So hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. SW Friends Show. And we really want to hear from you guys, especially as you listen to this episode and uh, give us your takes. Let us know how you feel about those Rise of Skywalker teaser trailers that are showing us Sith Troopers, bro. Like, no, I want to wait for the movie. Like, ah, uh, crazy. So, yeah. with, with that, what I guess, what's one thing you don't want spoiled? I'm putting you all on the spot. What's one thing you mm. don't want spoiled by these teaser mm. trailers? I know I don't want to see who's in that throne floating towards Ray. No,
1: I don't think I want to see the Emperor at all. Like, I, I just I want to see him on screen. We really haven't seen anything. I mean, we got to see that
3: weird poster with him yeah. imposed in the background, mm-hmm. which someone actually figured out was, what is it, a sideshow or a gentle giant figure that they just took a photo of and actually put it I, in the real poster?
1: Yeah, I don't think wow. there's been any kind of shot of his actual face from this filming
0: yet
3: Mm i i'm gonna get in some theory real quick real quick (laughs) so i think the reason why this is one of my crackpot star wars theories (laughs) i'm glad you
1: said it so i didn't have to
3: dude i i made (laughs) i made a prediction i made a prediction on rebel force radio our friends over at rebel force radio back in march that you know there was a casting announcement many many months ago that Matt Smith was was casted in this movie. If you know Matt Smith, he played uh, Doctor Who, very well-known British actor. however, he bears a striking resemblance to the expanded universe cloned emperor. Um, and I I kind of still think that yes, we're hearing Ian McDermott's voice in these in these promos. I think that we're gonna see a younger emperor, some type of iteration of a clone, but we will eventually see Ian McDermott in the film in some capacity.
0: So hmm. interesting theory. Is that crazy? No. All right, Cleveland
2: Chris. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not the worst theory I've heard come from you. No, yeah, it's well, not the
1: craziest thing I've ever seen you or heard you say,
2: that's for sure. Yeah, guess, worst isn't the right word. It's not the most <laughs> out there thing I've heard. Outlandish. <laughs> yeah.
3: uh, the, the Matt Smith thing, man, Like uh, he's, it's so funny because I still see people post things about Matt Smith being in this movie. I just, I hope, I hope, I hope that I'm just genuinely, you know, with the theory thing, this is where I'm going with this. I hope no matter what I say in upcoming episodes and kind of throw out to you guys that it's all wrong. You know, the thing about theories is it's fun to think about, but I hope that I'm totally 100% wrong. Now, I wasn't about the Emperor, called that one out, but I hope that I'm 100% wrong because I love to be surprised. And I hope right. that someone could, you know, do something better than my imagination.
0: Yeah. And I think for me, like the one thing that I do not want to see tied into this at all is anything with Thrawn. I don't, I don't want it in there. Like completely you stop leave it, it out. You stop completely it right leave it out. I want it solved or I want something else to tie in somewhere with thrawn and maybe ezra in there somewhere else later not in rise of skywalker
3: i don't think i want to see it either and when richard e grant uh was cast in this movie a lot of people thought that he was going to play an older thrawn i also don't think that the chiss species age as much as or age as quickly as humans um and i'm just basing that off the comics and and the the, you know the luke ross comics that came out the novelization um and you know richard e grant he is playing some type of admiral i forget his name but uh i hope there's no Thrawn. i will say oh you know you know okay i guess we're going rise of skywalker a little bit right now guys this is kind of (laughs) crazy not too much just
0: a little not too much just a little
3: i think with with Thrawn and his involvement in rise of skywalker will probably come out in the novelization of the movie because there's a larger angle to this, meaning the emperor only had Thrawn, you know, at his disposal because he wanted a chart into the unknown regions, right? And that's where the Chiss come from. And the empire was very uh, anti alien, and Thrawn just rose to the ranks of Grand Admiral for a reason. He gave the emperor his map to the unknown regions, where he we presume is hiding right now for the rise of Skywalker. So I think we won't get a mention of Thrawn in the movie. We'll probably get it in the actual novelization where more things come out uh, as far as like the larger story.
0: Yeah. And a lot of those novelizations, they just throw in like a one little chapter or something that gives you a brief kind of tidbit on something else later to come so i'm perfectly fine with that
2: chris i don't appreciate you taking uh all of thron's achievements away from him and just saying that he's a token hire <laughs> i don't appreciate that uh, he he got he got, it, he got that on his own merit sir <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, okay true confession thron is my favorite uh empire character there is no and no way around it. when he showed up on rebels. I mean, you know, growing up heir to the Empire, reading the books, when he showed up, man, it was absolutely a dream. Uh, and you know, Mads Mickelson, who voices him, put the best. you know, I mean, it was like the best imaginative imaginative voice for that character really brought it to life in a way that I, I didn't think could be possible. And it just made me love him more. Those the new Thrawn trilogy is fantastic, too. I mean, yep. every everything about Thrawn is is super unique. But you're right, Justin. I don't want to see him in Rise of Skywalker. I no. think it would, I think it'd be too much. I think we'll probably see Hera, is um, is speaking in Rebels. I would love
1: to see her at least be mentioned. Maybe another promotion. I don't. Could she be an admiral now?
3: Um, she can she, she can definitely be an admiral. There's I think not a lot of
1: people she, around anymore.
3: <laughs> I I would say we're probably going to see a live action Vanessa Marshall. Uh, in the Hera get up, and I Probably. think we're gonna see um we're gonna see um, Jason Cindula, and they're both gonna check in. They're gonna be Rogue five checking in, you know, Falcon mm-hmm. checking in, ghost checking in, right? You're gonna get one of those like cutscenes yeah. and it's just gonna be real brief, but you're gonna see inside the cockpit of the ghost with Hera, Jason, and oh, chocolate I love that. What about a live action Zeb? I mean awesome. it, it doesn't have to be more than just a quick check-in, right? Like well, we, with we Zeb got- comes Callus that would be incredible, right? Like, I think we are going to get that montage in Rise of Skywalker right before that final space battle where you're going to get a check-in of all the heavy hitters. uh, You know, R.I.P. Porkins, he's not going to have a chance to check in on this battle, but we're going to get Wedge checking in. Dude, it's going to be, I mean, imagine Rogue Leader checking Mm. in and then Snap Wexley checking in. Now, if, if you guys don't know, Snap is uh the son of Wedge's wife, Nora Wexley. uh So there's that tie-in. But it's a lot of interesting uh thoughts. So, anyways, with that, uh anything else you guys want to say about the rise of Skywalker before we get into our episode here?
1: You know, that just gave me goosebumps a little bit. If all those um those are characters that I really, really love, I I love the animated series, both of them. And you know, I I, I don't I think. Your crackpot theories are crazy, but you know if that did pan out, <laughs> that would be uh, <laughs> that would be something I really like. Well, <laughs> it,
3: yeah, you know, it's just a beautiful thing because you can imagine it because there's already a precedent for it as far as those check-ins and everything. It's uh, I think that's something we're going to see happen. So holding yeah. on to that. Cool. All right, guys, you want to talk about uh, our week of fines and things that we've seen?
0: Let's do it. All do right. It. Your lightsabers will make a fine addition to my collection.
3: That's right. So we're going to be talking about the fine additions to our collections that we've come across this past week. Uh, As avid Star Wars collectors uh, across the universe, we come across a lot of different things. I'm always interested to see uh, what everyone's into. Uh, We have a group text thread going on that we always share our finds with. So this week, for me, there was a lot. I mean, once again, this is one of those weeks where you're like, whoa what is going on with star wars i mean i came across the new walmart christmas the holiday display that they have which is a a multi-tiered almost like a a couple different palettes full of new items and most of them are pretty straightforward you got some gold pops you got some gold three and three quarters i don't really understand some of the packaging on the three and three quarter gold figures it's part of the saga the Skywalker Saga collection, and the only ones I picked up were the Han and Leia and the Anakin and Obi-Wan because those those figures made sense to me. The Luke and Chewie doesn't really make sense. The, uh, what was it, Yoda and... Uh, it might not even be Yoda. I know that Django and Mace, that kind of makes sense, but I don't want gold figures of them. Um, but regardless, the only thing I picked up from that entire display was the Empire Strikes Back lunchbox. Which contained uh, a Han Solo carbonite pin, beautiful enamel pin. It, it has a Empire Strikes Back beanie, which is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, hmm. I gave that to my girlfriend. She looks great in it. It's a very nice winter hat. It comes with a stylized, um, like a Yoda planter, like a succulent planter. And you just pop the succulent right in Yoda's head. And then it also has a beautiful Empire Strikes Back uh, art piece of artwork in it. in, a, in a, just a very nice lunchbox. It has a price point of twenty bucks, uh, so it's it's not like super cheap. But what you the hat I think alone is worth twenty dollars. So that was way more
2: than twenty. It's a stuff.
3: it's a really good value. They have one for uh, a New Hope as well, but I, it comes with socks. And I'm a Stance guy. <laughs> if it's not Stance socks. I'm not going to even like waste my time on it, but the um, I'm an empire strikes back as far as like the OG, you know, movies. So I had to just get it. Um, right. But some of the other, you know, we got, uh, some of us got fallen order last week and we were going to dice We were going to dive into some fallen order this episode, but we're going to wait for Vic to join us um, to kind of get into that. But the one thing that I will say that this week brought me an abundance of were books. Like I have, four like right next to me i have four brand new books one i mentioned in the in the previous episode which is the anthony daniels um you know imc 3po the inside story that that bio that biography is very interesting um you know did i don't know if i mentioned this i'll i forget but did i did i talk about how he barely mentions kenny baker um which hmm. you would think like C three PO and R two D two, Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker would have a, a friendship, and it was, it was apparently pretty volatile. He it was like page really? seventy, yeah, it was like page seventy five before he even mentioned Kenny's name. He yeah, just he said there was him.
1: some uh, curious things going on, but you didn't get into that. I've I've actually got that on hold at my library right now. It's um, a. It's I'm a good cool, read
3: it. You guys all should read it. It's it's my favorite Star Wars biopic outside of the George Lucas or biography outside of the George Lucas biography because Anthony Daniels I thought it was going to be about his entire life. It is the inside story of C3PO, so his experiences mm-hmm. in the Star Wars universe. He uh You know, without giving away too much, if you guys are going to read it, you get to learn about what happened on set for all the movies. You get to learn about his interactions with Mark, Harrison, Carrie, both when they were filming the original movies up to when they were in the uh, sequel trilogy and their experiences filming Force Awakens and Last Jedi. And you will learn some things that will surprise you as far as what their experiences were and how they really felt. I mean, Anthony Mm -hmm. Daniels really wrote some candid candid things and i was surprised he got um permission to write some things about mark hamill uh that were very eye-opening um some would say controversial but i think huh. that it's um mm. it's an it's a wonderful insight into his life so pick that up but yeah, i also to ta- touch
1: on this again then after we all yeah. read it I, I, th-
3: I would love to do a book show uh with you guys now the other books real quick i got force collector which is a young adult novel
1: i'm excited uh, about that I
3: only You know, for me being in my mid thirties, I, am not like opposed to reading a a young adult novel, especially if it's about something, uh, you know, some type of fandom Mm -hmm. that I appreciate, but what's really striking with the young adult novel is that it's, I find it harder to read. I find a young adult novel actually harder to read than an adult novel because the, the spacing on the pages is a a little bit wider. Mm -hmm. The words are a little bit simpler. They over explain things. And I just want to get to the meat, like, like, give yeah. me, like, write us, like, write a story, but it's, it's not a bad book. Um, you know, I, I'm going to see where it goes. Resistance Reborn, Justin, you and I were talking before the show. I just dove yep. into that. The first, the first three, four chapters in that book, holy smokes, like I'm mm. in, I'm already loving this book.
0: It'll be interesting to hear your take when it gets to the end and and see what you what you say because I, I finished it uh, I think last week sometime but um, the end was was a little bit different but there's some great great tie-ins to um, what you see in Rise of Skywalker a little bit, um, and also some tie-ins to Jedi Fallen Order that I actually, when I started to play Jedi Fallen Order, found kind of interesting.
3: Oh, I can't wait for that, because I'm pretty deep into Fallen Order now. When we recorded the last show, I was only in like an hour or two. Now I'm, I have four planets under my belt. I'm like feeling good about it. Yeah. Um, and then the last book, speaking of Fallen Order, is The Art of Fallen Order. That just mm. came today. Uh, I am refusing to open it up. It's still in the cellophane. I'm not going to touch it until I'm done with the uh, game. I don't want anything spoiled. Nice. So, um, you know, that one, it it looks beautiful from the cellophane, and I can't wait to crack it open. Uh, but that's kind of my, you know, that, those are the additions to my collection this week. What about you, Josh?
2: So, um, it's interesting that you talk about books. I had a really... Awesome thing happened this week for for me. Um Tab read and already completed her first Star Wars novel. Woo-hoo! Yay! Wow, congratulations. Ooh, yeah, Tab, you know, what's up? <laughs> she's before, prior to celebration, she was a pretty casual fan. She liked watching the movies. I don't think she had seen any of them more than once or twice, and she knew all the the greatest hits but didn't necessarily know any deep stuff. Um but she's been bugging me about, you know, give me a book list order. Where, where should I start? And she was trying to start with legend stuff, and I was like, "Don't do it, because <laughs> right. you're going to be so confused." Right. Um. So I got her started. We're doing. She's doing release order, and she. So she just finished um a new dawn by John uh John Jackson Miller. Um, Beautiful. Um, yeah. she's, she's asking me all these questions about kanan and Hera and stuff and it's good she's, question, she's, she's she's already started tarkin <laughs> and i'm like tarkin will be uh a little dry for you it's but
3: dry very it's, dry yes
2: there's some pretty good revelations in there too so i think i'm i'm ex- it's it means a lot that she's um you know taking part in not only star wars but like the biggest piece of star wars for me good, oh, sure. good for uh, sure cool otherwise i got uh I got some pins from uh, Taino Alive pins. I got a Ahsoka pin and a Bo Katan pin.
3: Oh, I've seen oh, both of I those. Saw those. I followed. They them. are beautiful. I I think yeah. I have. Is it the Ahsoka with the dual lightsaber? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I, I have that one on my denim jacket for sure. That's a beautiful pin. I saw that yep. Bo Katan one is
2: awesome too. It's big. Yeah. I yeah. I decided to grab them both because they were both like there was only one or two left of each yeah. one and. It was like two left in twenty in, in twenty people's carts, and okay, yeah, I guess then <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. I have to get it. So that's the hardest sell you can get. Yeah, yeah, and nice. last but not least, I I picked up the C three PO in uh, Babu, Babu Babu Frick, Frick baby, Babu Frick. Uh, we figure tiny
0: Babu Frick sounds and like a alien lounge singer. <laughs> now <laughs> yes, playing sir, Babu Frick and.
2: Oh, dude, the
3: modal, the modal nod. nodes. Yeah, yeah he's a guest with the modal <laughs>
2: nodes. <laughs> Doing a residency in uh, Tatooine. That bomb Brick um, Black Series is so tiny. Yeah, it's real small. Yeah. And if I took it out of the box, I would lose it for sure.
3: He's like a lounge fly bag for, like, Black Series figures. He's like a tiny little. <laughs> it's so crazy.
2: Um, is he- but I decided to pick that up because the bandolier and the, you know, and I figured it's Anthony Daniels' last. Uh, go at the character so should get, yeah. should get it
3: so with the babu frick black series I, i'm wondering is he articulated at all or she he or she uh babu frick we don't know we don't know uh is is it articulated at all or is it just like a little piece of
2: plastic
0: I think doesn't he's, look like it yeah i think he's solid he, he's just a molded figure and that's okay. it you can't really do anything with him it's so a decent amount of
2: detail for how small he is though or she or i
3: uh I've seen Thanks. so many of those. I'm I'm up in Cleveland, Ohio, Northeast Ohio, and, and I know I mentioned in the group thread, but I'll just throw this out to the listeners. Like there are you go to every target up here in Northeast Ohio. Uh, I mean I live on the east side. I don't know about the west side, but man, I have just come across a monster like amount of C three PO Babu Fricks. And now last night I got to see the first order Snow Trooper Black Series. There was a I mean, there was probably about twelve at my local target last night it's a beautiful figure uh i'm happy they released it independently versus the mystery box but um there's a lot out there guys if you're hunting northeast ohio go get the targets i'm on my way yeah (laughs) (laughs) what about you justin
0: uh well i picked up the babu frick and c3po as well um Thought it was a nice figure. I'm still looking for that Snowtrooper. He hasn't hit down here in uh, Columbus, Ohio yet, but I'll keep my eyes open. Um, I did pick up the Cave of Evil uh, set with Luke and Backpack Yoda and the Vader from the cave. And as much as I love the three-piece sets, you know, like the Afra right. and the Triple right. Zero and and those, uh, the three-piece sets are great. This one. The Luke sculpt is rough. It is it's, rough. It's odd. Um, yeah, and I get it. Like where they had to put the joints, and he's not wearing. He's wearing a tank top, you know, and you have to like articulate it so people can pose him. And I'm like, but man, the face sculpt on it was not, not good. Which is uh, crazy. So.
3: Which is so crazy because they they, in my opinion, they've mastered the hyper real and the three yeah. and three quarter. Um, but that elbow joint. I, yeah. like i've seen i've seen this set at my targets with the with yeah. the c3pos i've refused to buy it because i i know if i display it my i'm just gonna look right at the elbow joints
0: every yeah. time that's every where my time. eye goes every time and i love the yoda and i love the vader right but that elbow joint it's almost the elbow joint is bigger than his arms it is like- <laughs> he's like popeye it's, he's totally yeah. looks like popeye dude it is the weirdest figure yeah. <laughs> his his forearms his forearms are just huge so I, I don't know i'm 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 like i bought one and i'm like i'll keep it it's fine it's gonna go somewhere in the back but i have him but I, i'm sure he'll be hanging around and probably end up on clearance somewhere but um <laughs> right. but uh no and then i started to actually do uh, a little bit of christmas shopping like i don't know if you guys sure. look for star wars stuff for other people but uh i I'm actually have for a g-
2: myself <laughs> well yes Okay. Um, I spend all of Black Friday buying stuff for myself.
0: You know, but It's funny, though. You give the list of the figures to like your parents or your friends, and they're like, who is this character? Right, Where do right. I find it? And you're like, I'll just go get it myself. It's better if I do it. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> like, I'll go get it myself. But um, no, I do start kind of looking for other people as well, and I found something really, really cool that I think I'm going to hook you guys up with um it's not expensive don't so don't think that you got to go out and get some. but i'm going to hook you guys up with what i find um and then i'll once a little bit later once i get it out to you guys we can open it up on here and then uh we'll throw a shout out to the maker of it
3: is it a kinder egg exciting is it a star horse kinder egg
0: Yes, it's a Kinder egg. It's from yes, well. the Nerds Rope. It's a uh, lighter dark side Nerds Rope.
3: <laughs> oh, so uh if you guys are on Twitter, I just posted our uh the Star Wars Nerds Rope which you can now get at gas stations. It is uh yeah, it's the, it's the light <laughs> side ex- and dark side gas
1: station exclusive nerd <laughs> Rope. Uh, it was good, man.
3: It was good. Uh now I you know, I think I paid mm-hmm. 99 cents for it, so it's worth it.
0: Worth it's it. It. it's it worth it on the shelf and try it in five years and see how it is oh right yeah no
2: I, that's the so same, funny probably <laughs> i bought one of those star wars kinder eggs and i was so disappointed by the toy what did you a get little, uh, what is it Poe, put po, right? Poe dameron, po po dameron.
3: okay <laughs> i uh,
2: it's like a watch that you but you know it's made for a small child so oh, so, so speaking of like Xmas shopping shopping and, and all that stuff like i i
3: tell my family all the time don't buy me any star wars stuff i don't want any star wars stuff because it's always just some weird thing but i they do always gift me the kinder eggs that's why i brought that up like every every time i go over a family member's house they always have like oh you see the star wars kinder egg and i open it up and like it's always captain phasma it's always like a like a small like really light gray no paint on it just captain phasma and you can barely tell it's captain phasma uh but I do enjoy myself some Kinder Eggs. If any listeners want to send us Kinder Eggs, uh, I'm more than happy to accept.
2: I've never are those a the kinder are, egg. are those the real it. Canadian Kinder Eggs that you can't bring over to the <laughs> States? I'm gonna be eating those in
3: three weeks, so I'll bring some back for you guys. I
2: I almost will be be very careful. <laughs> I've heard that the fine is pretty intense if you get oh, caught. Yeah. Oh
3: yeah, no, we'll be good. We'll be
1: good. Kyle, what about you, man? What'd you get um, this week? Well, I got order a few things i didn't get anything in my hands yet but oh yeah um fulcrum dawn pins on uh i follow them on instagram i think josh i think you follow them on instagram too actually um they've got an etsy shop as well but they have um they have a three set i don't know if they're actually a set if they go together but they are stylistically the same but it's like the eyes um it's an enamel pin. But it's just the eyes of Thrawn with, you know, his blue skin and his red eyes. And then there's one of Vader, um, where he, where he, uh, has part of his helmet, um, broken off, like in the, oh, the yeah, Rebels yeah. episode with Ahsoka, right? So you can oh, see beautiful. the animated face behind it. Um, and then there's also another one of Darth Maul with his yellow eyes and his, um, you know, those tattoos and all that stuff. Um, but those look really nice. And I ordered those through their Etsy shop. Dude,
3: I am just, I just loaded it up on my, on my computer here. Those pins are incredible. I'm going to, I'm definitely ordering all three. I'm going to get all three of those. Oh, those are beautiful.
1: Fulcrum Don. Yeah. Follow them on Instagram check them out. They've got an Etsy shop too. Wow. Uh, These are really beautiful. And then another thing that I shared with you guys was the um which was one of the first baby Yoda things I saw for sale anywhere <laughs> was the 80s T baby Yoda t-shirt uh with him in his little egg carriage thing um but that was really cool too so I'm excited to get one of those.
3: So do you guys think they're going to make a baby Yoda egg drone? Where you can just have the, the egg oh, follow man. you like the Mando, like <laughs> that would be awesome. you know, you know that someone at Celebration is gonna cosplay as the Mandalorian and they are gonna have that baby Yoda egg following them. How incredible It'd be is crazy that crazy if be? they didn't.
0: Oh they'll right. Have their, they'll have their kid in it, like their young <laughs> right, right, child in right. it following them around. This, this is uh, crazy, but I
1: I saw a, a little video clip on I I don't know if it was Twitter or Instagram or something, but it's a guy like walking around a hotel and his luggage is on some kind of sensor that is just, so it's on wheels is just following him. And it's like, so that technology is out there somewhere. Someone's going to (laughs) figure out how to do it. Good. There's a, there's a way. Um, and then the, the other thing that I actually have in my shopping cart right now and didn't have time to type in my credit card before we started recording was <laughs> the, the, the heavy infantry Mando that we just yes. saw yesterday yes. Uh, yes, baby. for um for the Black Series at Best Buy. So that's, I think that's a really, wait,
2: good wait, 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 feature. what? Okay. Yeah. See, Josh, yeah. I got some stuff to
1: do when we that's get out. You got to get your dual <laughs> monitor, like we said. Yeah, it's uh, Chris, <laughs> you were talking about those gold figures. Yeah. I remember specifically when I went out on Triple Force Friday, there was a Yoda Darth Maul. That's what attacked. it was. That's and what it what was. Hell, like yeah, what? No why sense. do those? None. Like you why? couldn't do it. You couldn't I, do
3: a, a Qui Gon or an Obi. I, you couldn't do. I mean, there were so many different things: a young Anakin, uh, Palpatine,
1: I, what, any, like any anything. Like I, I just don't. So that's what it
3: was. It was Yoda and Darth Maul. Bizarre.
1: Yeah, it's so strange. Like I don't, I don't really. Those figures aren't something I collect anyway. Like I didn't get any of those. Uh, But man, I just even if I was gonna get them, I would not get that because I'd always look at it and be like, why, why those two? I just don't get it at all. <laughs> right, I, I feel like I'm a I'm a completionist. Like when I
3: start something, I want to complete yeah. the whole thing. And with that particular series, I am not going to complete the whole thing. Um, I am going to wait for the until I find the droids, which is going to be C3PO, R2D2, and BB8. I'm cool with that. I like hey, that back. combo.
1: Yeah. yeah. At least yeah. there's like a stylistic reason, right? For right. sure.
0: Yeah. And I picked up the, the Vader and the Stormtrooper and that was it. I left it at that. And but the droid pack I will probably pick up, but I've seen people posting pictures of, hey, does anybody collect misprints? And it's literally the three pack of the droids and it's missing like a label for one and they bought both of them. And I'm like, Why are you like it's not worth it? The missing label that sticks on the outside of the package because they didn't put it on there. Right, it's not right. worth it to buy like two sets of that. So we'll see how the gold figures last or, or I guess maintain their uh worth in the long run.
3: Yeah, you know, I don't know how they will uh, as far as like maintain worth, but I did not pick up the Darth Vader Stormtrooper because like the Yoda and Darth Maul, like that one has a little bit more of a correlation. But why wouldn't you go Old Ben and Darth Vader? like the like why does yeah. a random stormtrooper yeah. deserve a gold figure yes i understand it's it's an iconic it's an iconic character it's an iconic outfit however the more iconic scene in a new hope is obi-wan kenobi lightsaber battle with darth vader
0: and yeah. i am I, an evil am imo evil. dude the lovers good and evil something that pairs together yes totally get it
3: right so, you know, I, I probably will be pre-ordering the Paz Vizla, uh Black Series figure. I am kind of bummed that it got spoiled for me, man. Like, Yak Face posted, and I love Yak Face. If you guys are collectors, you got to follow Yak Face. But they posted uh, some glamour shots of this figure maybe about a week or two ago, and I really... You know, I don't go to a yak face to get spoilers. I don't, I don't presume that they're going to post them. You know, they don't do it maliciously or with intent. They just post what they get. But damn, man, I would have much rather have had the reveal in the show, you know, not have the knowledge that you're going to get this heavy assault Mandalorian who's totally badass. um, And just, and then they release the figure, you know, the day later. Like that would have been way cooler. Right. So, right. whatever. I'm still going to, I'm probably pre order it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got bad news. What's sold the bad out. news? Oh, come on. No. I Are
0: mean, you serious?
2: I just went on Best BestBuy.com. It sold out. You oh, got you the, the last one in the country. No, I didn't buy one. No, I don't <laughs> have one. Bad news for all of us. It sold out. Oh, man. You know,
1: oh, that's, man. that's, that's a bummer. We have walk into a store like a Neanderthal?
3: Well, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, Mandalorian is mainstream hot yeah. now. It is mainstream hot. I was at Starbucks earlier today with my girlfriend. We got we got our holiday cups in hand. The girl at the register looks at me. She goes, oh, is that a Mandalorian shirt? And I just, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, this is <laughs> starting to get, and it's not like a very, it's not a very uh, blatant Mandalorian shirt. It doesn't actually say the name of the show on it. It's a concept art, but the barista at Starbucks just started a conversation with me, um, and that is as about that's about as mainstream as it gets, dude. So I'm not surprised that 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 is sold out on Best Buy right now because Mandalorian is hot.
0: It's it's everywhere. I'm actually uh, in Cincinnati this weekend for work, and I'm walking around with my backpack, and on the back there is a patch with the mythosaur skull on the oh, back beautiful. of my bag and i'm walking past and this guy looks at me and he's like hey i like the patch on the back of your backpack and i was like oh i was like well which one i have a punisher skull on there as well and i've got the mythosaur skull and uh he said oh the 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 mandalorian patch and i was like (laughs) oh thank you and he said he said yeah he goes are you watching i said yeah I i was like third episode was great wasn't it and he's like yeah man that show is fantastic so it is everywhere right now everybody's watching it so
3: as diehards as as we are do you guys, when, when someone in public asks you like, Hey, you, you watch the Mandalorian, how hard do you go? Because I have people at work that know like how hard my fandom is. And they always come up to me. Hey, you watch, you watch, you watch. And I always kind of tell them like, yo, I don't have time right now to talk about it, but it was awesome. And then now, now that we have the podcast, I just say, Hey, go check out starwarsfriends.com And we talk about it, but it's yep. like, how do you guys react to just people on the street asking you, Hey, are you a star Wars fan?
1: Yeah, it's uh, I've I've learned because I've been a uh, open, like unashamed vocal Star Wars fan for a long, long time, and I've had so many conversations where people would be like, "Oh, did you hear this thing? Or did you see or right, something?" Right. Start and I. And I gave them way more than they were <laughs> prepared to hear. And then you get the dinner plate eyes and just like the
2: blank stare. So so now right. I'm usually just like, yeah, it was really good. I like it. Do you like it? You know, <laughs> right. totally. Yeah, I, I have the same 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 thing. I I learned that I can't I can't go full nerd. Although oh, if if, if someone knows me and they if it's someone I know that's not a big fan, ask me about it. I say I usually say something like "Don't insult me."
0: Oh, yeah, Very, you got to <laughs> condescend them a little bit for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, most people, and you got to get a feel for the people, right? Like you got to know who you're well, talking sure. to, because there's a lot of people that will come up and be like, "Oh, are you a Star Wars fan?" And they're the casual fan, whereas we have a full podcast dedicated to this, <laughs> and I go you know what? I've probably forgotten more about star Wars than (laughs) you will know in your entire life in the last week. So I just kind of leave it at that. And you kind of really got to gauge who you're talking to
1: for sure. Yeah. I had a really nice, uh, a friend of mine who she doesn't know anything about star Wars, but she was going to get me something for my birthday and said, well, who's your favorite character? And I was like, (laughs) that is so sweet. (laughs) 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 But you won't find it. After. There's not a chance you'll ever find anything I don't already have. There's <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, no, this is good. Yeah. This is, yeah, I always, I'm, I'm just always in an awkward spot when someone asks me about Star Wars because I just want to spew, you know, I want to, I want to talk. I want to just get into it. But I'm like, you know, you're right. The dinner plate eyes is, is right. so common when someone engages me about Star Wars. And, but now I think with the Mandalorian, it's definitely a, a gateway. It's on Disney plus, which is accessible to anybody that wants to watch old cartoons or Simpsons or, you know, uh, national geographic. And it's right on the header you know so you can't really miss it and talk shows national talk shows are are talking about it um i think it's going to turn more people on and what better what better way to do that than a baby yoda so um with all that i think we are going to be moving into what this episode what we set out to do uh in this in this episode today which is talk about chapter three Chapter three, baby, the sin. Does this song get you guys nice. pumped up? Oh, oh. right now. You know, like, dude, they play this over the credits, and every time I'm just like, it's so just, it's so unique. It it has oh, wow. all these different blends of genres and everything, and it just, you know, it's got that little. It's just so good and epic. It's I I don't like to overuse the word epic. It's an epic song, man. Love it with Goranson. Right? Thank you.
0: Makes me want to walk down a hallway with my head slightly tilted, just kind of (laughs) walking straight very slowly, you know what I mean?
3: Right. So, you know, The Mandalorian, that is actually, you know, I just played that off of iTunes, Apple Music. You, You guys know that you can get the soundtracks now on Spotify and Apple Music. Yeah, I'm a Spotify guy. I've already
1: pulled him up a couple of times.
3: Yeah. I, I, such a treat, man. I mean, they, so what they're doing is they're releasing the soundtrack after every episode. So, um, that one is the Mandalorian theme. That's the central theme to, you know, the, the, the protagonist. And it is, it is beautiful. So with that, um,
1: it's very bold, I think compared to a lot of other, you know, cause it's typical for characters to have kind of their theme, but I, I love it. It's so like, upbeat and enthusiastic it really is It's not subtle at all
3: no it's powerful and and Mm -hmm. i want to dive into the soundtrack in a little bit but one thing that we didn't get to talk about in the last episode is um you know how do you guys feel about disney plus so far like what are your thoughts i love it i think it's a great thing i've only had a few you know a few spinning circles low time i have a uh, my only like minor quirk is that if you watch an episode of the mandalorian you have to like scroll backwards for the episode to start it just needs a restart button like please disney plus put a restart button in because i want to watch the mandalorian more than once easily uh but i i think the interface is beautiful
1: you know chris i wrote that down in my notes too because i had an issue with you it it'll only start from the end and you have to rewind the whole episode but to yesterday after i wrote that note in our little google doc it got corrected on my fire sticks Oh. So there was some kind of update and now there is an option to resume the episode or restart it. Okay. Um, which is, that was a complaint I had because I've watched all these episodes more than once. <laughs> right, so, right. Um, But they there, I, I guess they're, you know, getting some feedback and they're making changes and maybe it hasn't been rolled out on every device yet, but
3: yeah, I'll check it out on Apple TV. That's how I watch it. Have, have you guys even tried the mobile app yet? I, I have not used the mobile app yeah, yet. I have.
2: That's it's what like I've been, been using. It's been yeah. fine for me. Yep.
3: Okay. Good. Uh, as far as content, are you guys enjoying the content on Disney Plus?
0: Love it. There's, Love it. I, I went so back much. and I watched. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I went back and watched. There was an old movie that was like a made for TV ABC movie called Mr. Boogity. Oh, i don't yes, know if anybody else yes, has ever seen yes. that movie wow
3: they have that on there
0: <laughs> it's on there and i went Whoa. back and i watched that and i'm like oh my gosh i was like but i can remember being <laughs> you know under 10 years old seeing this movie or however old i was when i was little That's and it awesome. was a little scary a little yes. funny at the same time i went back and watched that i went back i've checked out um What's the was the creation of the Star Wars, the building, the empire, making oh, a building is an empire making of, uh, yeah.
3: that's making of empire. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: it was what the whole George Lucas story. And it's older because there's interviews from Carrie Fisher and Peter Mayhew in there. and It's oh, a little bit yeah. older, it came out several years ago, but it was really interesting to go back and watch that and see some of the interviews with those individuals. Um, and then I went back and I restarted Rebels. Um, I oh, got through okay. the first two episodes and I went, man, I forgot how much action is in the first two episodes of that show that just really jump-started that story so um it the content's been great um i watched uh noel i think with my wife um which is that's on my list that's
3: on my list Um,
0: yeah it was okay it was entertaining we enjoyed it and um the content though has it's something for everybody and I've, i've thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it
3: I cannot believe Mr. Boogity's on there, dude. And I probably would have not found it, but my me, I have uh, younger siblings, and we had the VHS tape. Mr. Bay was like, you know, you can record it off TV, and exactly. that yep. that whole the ending sequence where the vacuum cleaner with the giant hose comes after it, dude, that is terrifying. Yep. You're right, right, man. That that movie used to spook me like crazy.
1: Yep. Yeah, I um. I'm lo- there's so much I haven't even scratched the surface, but I I have been watching some of the X Men animated series, which I love Beautiful. in the '90s. Oh, I yeah. I love the X Men comic yeah. books. I still do. I, I don't think they ever really got the movies exactly right yet, but I right. I, I, lo- I love that animated series. That's oh, thank you for agreeing, everyone. <laughs> That's a huge part of like what the X Men are to me. So I've watched a bunch of that, and I'm I now that you talked about that movie you watched when you were a kid, I watched Swiss Family Robinson like. Five million oh, times when I was a kid, yeah, we had yeah. a recorded off the
2: TV yeah. VHS copy yep. of that. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for that and see if they old, got that old on, there.
0: on
3: there. Interesting.
2: We we went on a little excursion to try to search for like obscure things that we thought that they might have or not have, and we we found most of them. The only thing that we looked for that I couldn't find was a TV movie with the guy that played Eric in Boy Meets World called H E Double Hockey Sticks, where he sells his soul to the devil to be good at to be a good athlete. It's was that a Disney movie? Was that a Disney? Yeah, it was on like Wild World of Wide World of Disney like afternoon type thing. Yeah. But That's crazy. And it doesn't make it the on there, huh?
1: It's
2: too yeah, offensive. Yeah, I maybe it'll be too efforts. offensive.
3: <laughs> so you you brought up X-Men Kyle and uh, I do another podcast called No One Is Listening and we're part of the No One Is Listening podcast network. We do a, a show called What's Your Favorite and we have not released yet the Favorite X-Men episode which is coming up. Yeah. I'm
1: not even on it. Damn. Oh my god. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so I uh, I actually referenced the animated series quite a bit on that I'm episode we'll yeah, have to talk
1: about it after.
3: It's going to be pretty good, but I, you know, what I enjoy about Disney Plus so far is I'm big into the Imagineers. I'm a Disney guy. I pre, even pre-Star Wars, I grew up in a Disney household. Um, I had gone I'd been lucky enough to go to Disney a bunch of times as a child and and now as an adult. Um, so watching the Imagineering story and seeing the behind the scenes, you know, I used to always search out Imagineering Disneyland Disney World documentaries on YouTube and they you know they had some decent ones but now you get to see it done and produced by Disney and it's just beautiful Um, there's a show called Encore. And my my girlfriend Neely, she's an actually, she's an actor and a stage actor. And so when we watch Encore together and the premise is basically um, you know, kids that were in high school, they do their high school plays, they then come back like 10 years, 15, 20 years later and do the same play again as adults. And so when you watch it, it's uh it's it can get really emotional. And because of her connection as an actor and and I have my perception going to her shows and meeting other actors and things like that. It definitely is a it's a great, great show. Um, I haven't dived into any of the Star Wars content. I still haven't even other than Mandalorian. I still haven't even seen the um, the 4K edits. I have not watched the McClunky edit. Um, I, I just I don't know, man. Like I, I have rebels on Blu-ray. I have rebels on my iTunes browser um, or in my iTunes purchase history. And I just haven't done it yet. Now, I'm sure I will before the new Clone Wars comes out next year i'm probably gonna power watch all you know 98 episodes of clone wars for sure but but as at this point i'm uh i'm strictly encore and imagineering story
1: yeah those that was huge for me because i like i've said and i'm sure i'll say it a million more times but i love clone wars and rebels that possibly probably my favorite star wars you know it's so good and i've i will just grab an episode of one and watch it you know i watched twilight of the apprentice just because oh, i, know I beautiful. like it I, beautiful. I you know justin you said you watched the first two episodes of rebels i watched those as well and there you know there's the one part where um that it's one of my favorite parts of rebels and it you like you said there's so much action and it sets it up yep. they're they're mm-hmm. getting uh they're like kind of pinned down or whatever and ezra says are you gonna clue me in onto what's going on and Kanan goes kid we're about to let everybody in on the secret yeah, and he pops yeah. up and he lights the lightsaber <laughs> and like, oh, yep. man, uh, I love that. So good. Yep. So, uh, OK, so these
3: episodes, chapter three, chapter two, they came out at midnight uh, Friday or, or around midnight Eastern Standard Time. I I white I have woken up early. The last two Fridays to watch the episodes before I go to work. So, like I like I mentioned last episode, I look at them more like Saturday morning cartoons, but they're Friday morning cartoons for me, right? <laughs> like, so it's that good feeling you get to watch a fresh Star Wars before you start your Friday, and uh, I, that's how I watch them.
0: It makes like, Friday so much better. It, it makes really, it so oh, much better.
3: Tgif, baby! It's no yeah. longer Boy Meets World. It's it's Baby Yoda. Uh, so, <laughs> how do you, how did you guys watch this last episode? When did you watch it?
1: I watched in the morning too. You know, I'm a, uh, as soon as I wake up, I, I did it, you know, I, before I had to do the rest of my stuff. So I, I watched it in bed before I even got out of bed. Turned on my TV. Okay, it was it. nice and toasty. Know, my, yeah. My stretch first your toes. <laughs> yeah. My, my <laughs> first viewing, you know. So I know I'm going to watch it multiple times. So uh, I, I wanted to enjoy it and experience it. And then, you know, I watched it again at the very, very end of the day when I got home yeah. from work and everything.
0: It's usually like me. Yeah, I get up, walk the dog 6, 6.15 in the morning, and then come back. I can make my coffee, sit there, and watch it, and then yeah. get ready for work, and I'm out the door. It's great.
2: Yeah. I watched the first two before work, but this Friday I had to work early, so I didn't have a chance. And then I had a really busy afternoon. I actually ended up watching it at the gym, on my phone, on the elliptical machine. <laughs> dedication that's awesome and and during i i literally i have my like noise canceling headphones and watching it on the elliptical and (laughs) during the jetpack scene i literally i literally yelled in the gym on the elliptical like an idiot (laughs) on attention to yourself (laughs) so
3: so how do you so what do you do you put the you put your phone on like a little stand or something how do you watch that
2: while you do the elliptical there's like a little ledge on the machine
3: okay and do you yeah. find that, do you, does it mess with your equilibrium when you do that? Because I remember when I used to work out uh, a long time ago, uh, that being on the elliptical or treadmill, you'd kind of get like disoriented if you watch TV or something, if it wasn't like on a, uh, actual like flat panel or some type of big television.
2: Elliptical is the, the only thing I can do it on. Anything else is I can't do it, but elliptical yeah. is stable enough. There's no impact. I can, I can do gotcha. it. Gotcha. Yeah,
0: yeah. I've I've gone back and watched the trilogy, like the, You know, Star Wars movies on the treadmill a couple times, and it's hard. Like you have to look up every once in a (laughs) while, otherwise you're just like that. You know, your equilibrium gets off and it throws you. So,
3: yeah. Well, you know, I want to dive in the episode uh, because there's a lot to uh, unpack here in Chapter Three: The Sin. uh, Which, when that came up, when that title came up, I was like, Oh, what is this Mm. about the sin? Ooh, ooh," right? Like that's a that's a really interesting title. Um, But. One thing that really stood out to me after this episode was not necessarily I mean, there was a lot that stood out, let's be clear. There's a lot to unpack. But so one of the more broader things about the Mandalorian that after the second watching, you know, I sit there and I'm like, Man, th- that soundtrack is just absolutely incredible. It is, you know, it was definitely it was panned by some. The first episode, there were some people that didn't understand it. They didn't. They didn't understand avant-garde sci-fi soundtrack, right? Because we're so um, predetermined to like John Williams and John Powell, uh, their their epic classical orchestrated scores. And then now we have the first ever live-action Star Wars show, and you get this very visionary avant-garde blade runner 2049-esque soundtrack which blends industrial music which blends classical music but re-watching the shows and really focusing on the soundtrack will al- allow you to appreciate i think the more dramatic moments uh because i mean let's be clear the majority of of the first three episodes the first three chapters there's not a terrible amount of dialogue it's more action sequences it's more um you know just setting the tone a lot of um you know moving from one direction to another the You know, there's not the Mandalorian doesn't really have a lot of lines, and that's not just the the titular character. It's everybody. There's just not a lot of dialogue. Grief Karga sounds like someone who just can't shut up compared to everyone else. Like he's just that guy at the bar. Like, dude, all right, I've had enough. Grief, calm down. Uh, But as far as you know, if you really watch these shows and focus on the soundtrack maybe on your next watch just just kind of dive into it and listening to the soundtrack on itunes now it's really intense um Goodness gracious! Uh, Ludwig Gorenson is, and I hope. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll get corrected at some point in time. Hit me up on Twitter at at SWFriendShow. Let me know how you pronounce his name, because um, I don't want to keep messing it up. But that soundtrack is something very special. I know when the credits hit, man. I am. I'm standing mm. up. I'm pumping my fists. I'm doing a little dance, and I'm. You know, I'm. I want to put the the armor on, man. I want to get my own best yep. car suit now. That is. It's just a great blend of industrial and classical. So. Um, You know, wow. Yeah, that's so that's my biggest I mean, for me, overall, that's my biggest takeaway of the show is just the soundtrack and appreciating all the gifts that the show is giving us. The full aura, the full presence of this of this wonderful world that they're building for us. It's incredible.
2: At the moment where he um realized that the ball wasn't there and he went back, I heard a little flourish (laughs) of the force theme. Really, it. like I, a little you, homage to the Force team Really, you know, not notice that, Josh. Oh
1: I really think I heard two notes, and this is crazy because I'm not like a trained musician or anything <laughs> at all. But I swear to you, I heard two notes of it when he lifted the mudhorn too. Like I don't know that that even counts as enough. No, to you're be right. Like
3: no, you're right. You're it is there. It is there with the mudhorn I picked up on that as well.
1: You know, Absolutely. and a a couple other times that I like really really felt the music were. I, you know, I, we're going to get into it, I'm sure. But when those Mandalorians came over the building with their jetpacks, there was like a great orchestral swell, you know. As they I, I I loved it. And again, as the the Razor Crest took off at the end, as they were kind of like covering him so he could get out with the baby, man, those things. You're right. The music really like changed that that whole section for me.
3: Well, since you brought up jetpacks you already i mean I you just you told the dam is now broken wide open kyle you just totally <laughs> oh you can't go back from jetpacks dude it's uh i you know i was gonna save this uh, but you brought it up man that i got emotional i'm watching yeah. the 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 mandalorian you got to see that that rocket flare across the sky and then i know we talked pre-show about what who who was doing that was that Kara dune who is who, who firing this and then you get to see the live I'm gonna stress live action Mandalorians. Like I, dude, I never thought I'd see live action Mandalorians. You see them in Clone Wars. You see them in Rebels, and it's and I literally have goosebumps. My hair is sticking mm. up on my arms right now because this is something I never thought I would ever see in a in a live action show. And we got to see it in episode chapter three, man. It was so well done. It
1: was beautiful, yeah. and it, it looked to me like they were. It was a very practical effect to the. The bodies looked very natural, hanging in the air, which it, like I, I yeah. thought it was done so expertly. It, it's exactly what you wanted to see when you've seen Death Watch and the the oh, protectors yeah. and whatever in oh, these yeah. animated series. They translated it to live action so amazingly well. Like, right, you, I I right. don't know that it could have possibly been done better.
0: Right. Yep. And I, I think there's I think uh, Favreau has some experience in men flying. Um, Hmm. so when you watched, uh, the Mandos flying, especially in the last scene where he's right next to the razor crest and he's flying side by side with it and he kind of turns and he gives that little salute. It's very, (laughs) almost, it's almost identical to Iron Man when he's flying next to the fighter jet and he turns over and he kind of looks and says, Hey, what's up? Even the way that the legs kind of flow, the way that the arms kind of flow. It's very reminiscent of Iron Man. It was like, they almost took it. Put it over here and said, "Let's redesign it a little bit, and we're good to go."
3: Felt the same way. What was really funny to me watching it with my girlfriend, she uh, she is not up to speed on the Clone Wars uh, animated series. She's not. She's almost there with Rebels, right? But she definitely knows the movies, and so the only reference to Mandalorian jetpacks in the movies, really outside of Django Fett, is Boba Fett's infamous skiff scene <laughs> in *Return of the Jedi*. So when when she sees all the Mandalorians, you know, doing their thing in in chapter three, she goes, "Oh, that's what a jet sp- a jetpack's supposed to do." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah,
0: dude, like yeah.
3: I don't know what happened on that skiff. Uh, it was embarrassing, uh, Mister <laughs> Fett. You got a
0: malfunction."
3: Oh boy, that was a that was a shameful thing. What's up, Josh? What you got?
2: Well, well, not only like, not only the visual of the scene and everything about it, but just what it meant in the story too. The Absolutely. Mandalorian solidarity, yes, yep. the whole fight, the whole the thing in their little enclave with the vibra blades where they were at each other's throats because yep. he's working with the empire and they don't like it. And the armorer bringing them back and saying, this is our way, you know, you need to, you need to follow that. It's, it's not about that. He's bringing the best car back to us and then them coming back around and, you know, we're one, we're one people and we stick together. You know, that was, that was really a solid, strong, that that was, the best part of the episode for me, how that all that Mandalorian stuff tied together.
3: Yeah. And you're right. I didn't even think about that. that, As far as like the theme of what that, what that scene meant. And it, and now that you put it that way, it definitely does have a larger implication. Um, But you know, you mentioned their like their layer or whatever, you know, um, and I think the the covert, yes, that's what I was going to get at. Like that. We finally have a name for it. It's the covert,
2: which like
1: covert it's hidden. It's covert. Like I get it. Yeah. right Mm -hmm.
2: well and with that dialogue we finally know what all that means that they are we weren't sure we were thinking are they hiding are they not hiding or is this just their hangout we don't know and now we know this is their hangout they're they still feel persecuted they're hiding you know it's it's a whole thing now
1: yeah i wrote down a lot about that they really fleshed that out a lot and explained like They really, there's not a lot of them, and they are really sticking together. You know, it's just, I'm glad you said that. It's just like they had that fight in the covert, you know, and they were at each other's throat and they were pissed. But when one of them had their back against the wall, it's Mando's first. The clan clan is stronger than any one
0: individual. Yes. That's
1: clearly the way. That's.
3: Yeah. And and I have my eat shit moment of the week as I probably will for, for <laughs> going forward. Uh it, you know, when I when I saw the first episode, I go, "Oh, that's Jaster Mariel's armor. That's Boba Fett's armor, right?" And then we actually get to see more close-up uh Mandalorians in the, in the covert as they have that, you know, uh that scene and now you get to see that that colorway come into shape. It's not. It's not. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna just say I was totally wrong. I got too <laughs> hyped up. It's just some other Mando that has beautiful paint. It's not Boba Fett or Jaster Mareel. So that's my eat shit moment of the week, y'all.
0: See, I appreciate that's not not how villain. the force works. <laughs> we
2: we gotta get you on a better diet, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> too much shit. Of the it's week, too much. Man, it's too weekly. Much. But but Kyle, you know, since we're talking about who's who in the in the covert, like. What do we? I think we learned something. I think we learned something at like two thirty in the morning this morning.
1: Yeah, I well, I'm a nerd, as we've stated both on and off recording. Um, I I watched the credits and I read the credits, and uh, you know, they did not list a lot of actors. They list Pedro Pascal and they list um uh, right, Carl Weathers right. and they list um his, the, the client werner herzog um but other than that they don't really list too many people but then you know after all of that artwork is done when they get to the back end there's the armor and that actress is listed and i know chris you've mentioned her before but uh she is in there and then a couple spots below is the body double for that mandalorian who when it aired i said i think that sounds like john favreau <laughs> right uh and the body double i think is the actor from episode one who was speaking HUDies in the uh um, oh, really? really at the very beginning i th- yeah i i read that somewhere i would have to look up the actual actor's name but uh i think it's the same guy as the body double but the they gave a name to that mandalorian and it was paz visla yeah, which is yeah. Spelled slightly different than previsla, But I think that at, at very, very least, that's got to be an homage like, hey, yeah, that was John Favreau that, you know, we're kind of get, whether or not they're actually any kind of relation that's up for debate. But I think it's definitely at least a little right. homage. Yeah.
3: So so I knew immediately that was John Favreau. There was like no mis- mm-hmm. for me, no mistaking that voice. Uh, I've watched The Chef Show on Netflix so many times like I I knew that was him. But what I really appreciated was he finally, to me, sounded like a Mandalorian. Because when he was pre-Vizsla, <laughs> he sounded like a wiener. Like he was mm-hmm. kind of like he wasn't very strong. I was like, oh man, like why is he such a nerd? Why is
1: like the modulation with the helmet on helps a little bit too, yeah, you know?
3: right? Right. I just I never liked his voice in uh, in the Clone Wars. But it really now he sounds tough. Though. Exactly. Yeah, yep. So, Justin, what about you, man?
0: So I think my biggest takeaway was the conversation that the Mandalorian has with the armor uh concerning the Mudhorn in his his oh, battle with the Mudhorn where he he says, you know, I had some basically I had some help um my enemy helped me and he said she said why would your enemy help you and he goes, well, he didn't know he was my enemy. So it's very interesting because obviously at a young 50 years old uh, baby yodeling, right, is not very aware of who's a good guy, who's a bad guy. It's just kind of getting toted around, right? And in that moment, he understands that the Mandalorian is is in trouble and chooses to help him. But something in his words and in, in how he says it says, well, you know, I wasn't really expecting him to help me. But in that moment, I think he realizes, hey, there's something special about this kid. Um, You know, that kind of hindered back to hit maybe his childhood or something previous, where he goes, hey, you know, this is supposed to be my enemy. These force users or uh, Jedi are supposed to be our enemy or what have you. So I I I thought that was very telling in in how he phrased that conversation to the armor. I don't know where it's going to go. But I, I just found it fascinating. I just thought it was very interesting. Yeah, oh, I
1: think yeah. that I, I think that was one of the main themes of the whole episode was his his mindset kind of changing, and the this main character is figuring out what is his motivation, you know, and why is he doing this stuff.
3: So, I, I, this is something I want to explore in our next segment. So, I think you hit on some things as far as like how he's discovering some things about himself, and I I have some thoughts. I have some very deep thoughts, some tinfoil hat theory thoughts on the (laughs) man. There we go. Oh yeah, let's open it up. Let's crack it open, dude. Got to crack, got to crack it open like that ice cream maker,
1: baby. How about that? I've got that in my notes.
3: (laughs) Will (laughs) Will Hood. Oh, dude, what? Like, all right. So we all know he posted. John Favreau posted the ice cream maker on his social media account while they were filming. Whoa, dude! Awesome reveal.
1: They they gave it a name a camtono
3: that is so yeah cam-tono. dude who's getting a camtono bag and bringing it to celebration well
1: now now i want to <laughs> know what was in that camtono on bespin huh what was he what was what was he protecting what was he getting rich off of cotton candy
3: ice cream <laughs> obviously i mean whatever I mean, dude Wilro. he doesn't mess around it could have been sausages he, he could have been out with the
0: credits man he was making a run for mexico oh, he's no. like i'm out of here he's like he I got took the money. lando's I'm stash on <laughs> That's where all the calamari Capes. flan was, right? Oh. Like, yeah. So,
3: you know, Will Rowe, he's, he's rich off the flan, man. <laughs> that is That was such a cool moment. Uh, and that Beskar, it just looks intense. And it was beautiful, right? The whole, yes. the when it
1: opened, yeah. it was so well designed and well lit. It, it looked awesome.
3: I yeah. expected it to open like the coaxium yeah. uh, tube in the Solo movie, right? I expected yeah. him to to and then it just kind of lifts out. But it did open like a flower, uh, and the lighting on it was very yeah. Empire Strikes Back carbonite chamber, uh, very orange and and red.
0: Yeah. And speaking of conversations that were I I just found kind of interesting. If you've read, if you've gone through, um. If you've read Bloodline, Star Wars Bloodline, uh, the Leia book, um, and then also uh, the Rise of the Resistance book, it's very interesting because in the mandalorians conversation with grief uh karga right about the imperials and he says they're imperial and he's like what are they going to do with the kid mm. he's like i don't know man he's like i'm just taking a job he's like if you don't like it go bring it up with the republic and he right. makes this, he makes this offhanded comment he goes that's a joke yep. and so it, it's very evident that after the fall of the empire prior to the first order And if you've read Bloodline, you understand that there's still very much infighting within the Senate. He goes, dude, nobody's running this show. It's a joke. It's it's like doing our own thing. I just thought that was very telling because I could link that conversation, that comment back to Bloodline, also with Rise of the Resistance and where they were like, hey, we're trying to establish this new government. Dude, the Senate got blown up on Hosnian Prime when the First Order hit it. Um, and now we've got nothing left and we're trying to establish this new government. So I just thought that conversation was very, very interesting.
3: Yeah. And and we kind of talked a little bit about how there's not a ton of dialogue in the Mandalorian, but the dialogue we're given is, it is so instrumental in developing the story, but also just enough to like, I mean, it, it really just saying, oh, that's a joke. Like you,
0: like
3: yeah, inst- like you get it. You don't need any more context. That there's yeah. distrust, there's discord in the galaxy, um, even among bounty hunters, and uh, that's that's a really yeah. good observation. Absolutely, I think it's a
0: throwaway line, but it's not. It's actually very telling of what's going on right now between the two, between the gaps. Star
3: Wars doesn't really sure, do
1: sure. throwaway lines. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, Obi Wan had a throwaway line in A New Hope that became like a whole seven season series (laughs) right that's
3: true that's true
0: he's me
3: (laughs) you know um one thing we haven't touched upon yet is the the star of the show the star of the show the little green guy girl the little green baby baby yoda uh, which Dave Filoni has come out in an interview. Uh, I forget with who I know. Um, was it, it maybe Entertainment Tonight or somebody where they're like, hey, like, is it cool if we all call him Baby Yoda? And he's like, fine name by me, you know, and it was like <laughs> one of those Dave Filoni, yeah. like, yeah. you know, Midwestern responses. He always but has I an know, answer, but doesn't ever answer. Yeah. <laughs> right. You got to, you got to have, be in the trust tree. Right. And are not. Um, not yet. Not yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. But with this. For me, watching, you know, even the second viewing for me, that Deborah Chow is the first female director. She has built such a magical, um, dramatic episode. And... What I mean by that is, when the Mandalorian is going to give the asset to the client, the asset being Baby Yoda, you you already have these emotional ties from the first two chapters, and so you know what's going to happen. You know he's going to give Baby Yoda over to the Empire, and you don't want him to. But the way Deborah Chow kind of makes the first, you know, 20 minutes of this or 15 minutes of this chapter go, I was sitting there like, "Don't do it, no!" And you get to see the sad Yoda, and it really pulled at me emotionally. But Deborah Chow, who who has been announced that she's going to be running the uh, kenobi series and be directing the kenobi live action series what an incredible um episode she put together i mean you have drama the first half of the episode you have action in the second half of the episode and it was so well done it didn't seem disjointed at all <laughs> it was beautiful i i
1: think it was my favorite episode
0: yeah i agree Oh, easily yeah and i can see that this little baby yoda all i can see is i see um what is his uh mel brooks going merchandising 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 <laughs> and i'm like you know yes. what i'm gonna eat up every last bit yeah. of it because i'm well, gonna I have don't. they come out with a little stuffed baby yoda i'm gonna be carrying that thing around just like it's my kid until my you know, real kid gets <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah it's practice it's practice i might look a little silly doing it but i'm gonna do it yeah absolutely
1: it was, it was you know he met when he met the doctor the doctor called it a he like three or four different times
3: i was wondering if that was if i heard correctly because i was getting into an argument with my girlfriend um she had mentioned it was a he and i go no i don't think they referenced a gender
1: they the doctor i watched with subtitles on the doctor Uh called it yeah to to avoid this exact kind of confusion chris okay Uh, I, (laughs) i uh yeah the doctor called it a he and i wrote down like oh well it's definitely male the mandalorian continued to Call it it, but the doctor right, definitely right. called it a an e, and the doctor was examining it, so I'm sure that's probably yeah. accurate.
3: So one thing we haven't, another thing we haven't talked about yet is how do you guys feel about that armor? Ooh, Ooh. that was Ooh.
1: that was one of my favorite scenes.
2: Shiny, yeah. so uh, shiny. Yeah. Oh, you Yeah, I don't like that it doesn't. It's not a color. Interesting. I like I like the Mandalorian armor when it has a, a paint on it. I like it looks really sharp, but I feel like that's also like a huge disadvantage. Like I didn't, I didn't like Django Fett's armor when it was all metal either. I wanted Neither to did I? I it to be to have a paint job. Do you of think some that's sort.
1: maybe part of the signet? And when he gets his signet, maybe oh. some of the ornamentation and the coloration comes with it because most of the other mandos do have some kind of, uh, you know, paint job like you For said. I sure hope
2: so. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can't imagine because we did get this whole like. We Got one pauldron in one episode, and now today he got like the, the better part thing. of a whole. Yeah. I think yeah. there's maybe a couple thigh pads or something he still needs, but like, uh, I can't imagine they jumped if they're going to keep evolving it, which I think it for a lot of reasons would be silly not to. Um, I, I think that you got to leave it somewhere to go because I'm, I'm with you. I think it's plain, I think it's beautiful, but I think it's plain, and I hope they do continue to build on it.
3: I like it in the simplicity. I'm not a fan of Django Fett's armor. I didn't like the silver and blue. I never have and still don't to this day. Um, but what I liked was when he sat down with Grief Karga, it really accentuated the black and silver. And I thought that his undersuit and his cape really set off the silver. And if, if they really... Right. The way that they film it, if they bring out the black in his suit, I think it's going to pop more. And it's it's just very... I think it's more ominous, but I did get a Terminator vibe. Ugh. Yeah. I feel bad for saying that. I got a Terminator vibe from it. I hope I don't. I hope I get that thought I, out of my mind. But uh, yeah, I, I do like the good. armor. I think I think you guys are to something. Where as as the Mandalorian develops and he gets his signet, I think the colors might be associated with that. That's interesting.
1: I I, I think something will happen with that. It's gotta come up eventually. You know, I, I think there's some reason that all the other ones are painted right
3: oh absolutely and and i mean well sabine's a totally different thing but i'd be fascinated what um what color do you think (laughs) i guess let's go uh what color do you think the mandalorian's gonna pick i would i'm just gonna throw it out there let's just say mandalorian's gonna be green and yellow
0: green and yellow like that color color Sabine makes her triumphant return and paints his armor.
3: Ooh, Ooh I like that. I like that.
1: Paint, okay. Uh, I like it. I'd like to see an orange, orange and blue. An orange and blue. Okay.
2: Maybe I was thinking, you know, maybe maize and blue would be cool. Oh, this guy.
1: Boo. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's just a troll comment for you, Ohio boys. Oh yeah. So one week out. What? I guess. I guess. What was the cutest Baby
3: Yoda moment? What do you guys think?
1: I've got one at the, in the very, very beginning. And Josh mentioned the, um, the ball on the thing that I, am I'm, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more, I think later, but he, if you watch in the background, when they're in the razor crest at the very beginning, uh, you can see that there's the Mandalorian in the foreground and he's the focal point. But if you're watching the background, you can see the baby Yoda kind of like climb out of his little crib cute and <laughs> hang onto the edge yeah. and drop off to the ground. I thought that was really cute.
0: Absolutely. I love when he's like he's he's moving on and the little things flying behind him, but there's all the the jets or there's all the yes! ships Yeah. the 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 exhaust I guess or the, the vent from the thing <laughs> yeah. his ears are like fla- he's flapping. like looking around and his ears are flapping and he's oh, like yeah. what the heck is going on here and his little <laughs> ears are flapping that was probably my cutest my I'm, I'm
3: with you Justin I'm with you That the ear flap got me man he's just yeah he's taking it all in he's soaking in the new environment you know and he, he may have never seen that much color before and th- well, that like, ear flap was so
0: cute dude <laughs> and like older Yoda like his ears are very controlled with his emotions and what he does right like right, his ears right muscular but the baby clearly has no muscle control over his ears they're just like
2: what was your favorite cute moment Josh I don't I'm not sure between the the ball scene in the very beginning in the ears. I mean, but w- really what, what moment isn't the cutest moment? I love <laughs> that. Right, all. That's a fair well, point. Also, really. he was, he,
3: yeah. I, I didn't like when baby Yoda was sad. I'm just going to say it. Well, I, I, I did but it not. It was cute though. It, it was it really hurt. It hurt to watch. I didn't, I don't want cute baby sad. Yoda to be sad. So, and, took away and he's like, ah, like, Oh, I was so sad. So overall, I mean, let's, we, are we in unison? We're all in agreement that episode kicked ass.
2: Yeah, it's the best Hey, can I, so if we're talking about yep. emotions, can I add one tiny little thing? Sure. I laughed so hard when the the camera droid thing came out, the Jabba's Palace. Oh, yeah. And he broke off. I love yeah. It yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: why did
2: he scream? It's a droid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is good.
1: Um, they scream when you burn their feet, too, Chris. Uh, oh, true. yeah, correct. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, we love the episode, Chapter 3, The Sin Hell yeah. Awesome. But what comes next, right? So we got to talk about the rest of this. We, uh, I know I have some thoughts. And of course, uh, as the resident theorist, the crackpot, uh, we're going to move <laughs> on to the next segment.
1: Here to get
0: right. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works.
3: <laughs> so now we are in uh, our segment called that's not how the force works, which is where we kind of just have some theories or what we think is going to happen next. And you know, I, there's so much that, that came to mind today in just conversation with my girlfriend and she, she's not a diehard like me, but she loves the star Wars universe and knows a lot. Um, so we can have really in depth conversations, but a couple things she brought up to me that I've, that I thought was very interesting. um, One of them was she, you know, we were driving around today and she goes something to the effect of, um, you know, (laughs) she's, she mentioned, well, baby Yoda might get a helmet, right? And I was like, what? I was like, Baby Yoda in a Mandalorian helmet, maybe, because it was kind of like a a father-son type thing. And, you know, you bring up the the foundlings, like we already know that that's a term that they use in the show. Would we consider Baby Yoda a foundling? And if so, are we going to get a scene in this season where the armorer, you know, because they keep saying reserve a little bit for the foundlings ver- reserve some Beskar for the foundlings, that Baby Yoda... Gets a Mandalorian helmet. Could you imagine how, in, like, just the little ears sticking out of that that helmet, or what that would look like? I mean, that's just got to be the craziest <laughs> looking thing. But I couldn't get that image out of my head.
0: You mean a Yoda Lorian? A Yoda Lorian?
2: <laughs> yes, yes. I think it, we might see it. It can't happen because then you'll never see his face again. True, and
3: and uh, there's a lot with that. I think we're we're learning, um, we're learning quite a bit about the evolution of the, of the Mandalorian. Um, would we call them a race? Would we call them a, a tribe? I guess we can call them a culture. Um, uh, you know, one of the things is that, um, you know, they, they don't take off their helmets, but we know from the animated series and a lot of the expanded universe, they, they definitely, they thrive without wearing their helmets, but this new Mandalorian culture post purge, they don't remove their helmets. And that leads me, you know, to a couple other thoughts.
1: That's one of the one of the points I wrote down is like I think it, it seems to me they had that quote this is the way that they repeated a right, few times right, great and quote. it it felt to me like they well first it felt to me like the armor was basically holding church you know like she's standing sure. up on that altar she's preaching to them she's telling them the way and they they even have like kind of a congressional type response to her when she says right. certain things like it felt very much like a religious type experience to me. But, um, you know, it seems like they almost have developed this new code, the way. And these right. are how they're surviving now. They, and they mentioned things like we only go above ground one at a time. Um, they never take the helmet off. She made a point of that. We know they didn't used to do that because in Rebels and Clone Wars, all of them. the Mandos yeah. had their helmets off all the time. All the time um, sure. But it, now that's that's the way. They don't do that anymore you know and then I think that's sort of when they did come over with the jet packs at the very end to rescue him to get him out of the bind they were protecting each other and he said you know now we're gonna have to find a new covert we're gonna have to find a new place to hide you guys are exposed now because you did this and he said you know this is the way because right. we you're a Mandalorian and you were in trouble and there's only a few of us and you know one of our basic tenets is we protect our own and we take care of each other and that kind of thing. And it seems to me like they've developed this the way, the new yep. their new code of survival and what it means to be a mandalorian. and i I hope we get more of that and they keep telling us more about how what they've evolved into,
0: right. yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think we're getting back to the old legends version of what the Mandalorians were, where they were uh, a shared cult. Well, obviously, they weren't. Initially, they were the Tongs or whatever, but like in mm. the. Mo- like i guess modern era like mandalorians were a shared nomadic culture where it could be they weren't all humans there was other mandalorians who were different species it, and people could be brought into it you it wasn't an ethnicity like you could it wasn't just one group of people who were all the same it was it could be anybody i mean i, I don't know what yes. how you get into it but it was definitely open to new members who weren't necessarily originally part of the group so
3: I, I, so that leads me to my, my theory that I thought of, like, I mean, really I fleshed out this whole thing because my girlfriend did say like, well, he never takes his helmet off. And that really, it, she goes, but in the flashback, he doesn't have a helmet on. And that led me to think like, is the Mandalorian an actual Mandalorian? Because if you notice in that, in that purge moment, right, where there's, they're running, he's with his family. They're all in the red robes. Not, you don't see a single mandalorian armor and that you see that beautiful you Mm -hmm. see that beautiful battle droid it's fantastic oh yes so the gunship oh oh, it's it's incredible it's uh, once again a goosebump moment i got goosebumps right now talking about it (laughs) but you don't see anyone in the actual mandalorian armor so that led me to my theory today that i i we will find out by the end of season one of the mandalorian that the mandalorian once they remove his helmet for somehow they will find out that he is not an actual Mandalorian. And then it will carry into season two where the Mandalorian battles the, the covert of the existing Mandalorians to prove himself as a true Mandalorian. I mean, that's just, I I can flesh it out further, but I know you guys probably got some spicy thoughts on it.
1: (laughs) Well, Chris, I'm wondering if even if they care anymore, you know, it seems to me almost like if you want to be a Mandalorian now, it's a choice. And she made, uh, Ooh, a couple comments okay. you know she when they were when they were fighting you know in the covert when he was getting the new armor when he took the best car and all that he's fighting with the um, the other Mando uh, with Paz, Paz. Um, you know and she says to him when one chooses to walk the way of Mandalore you're both hunter and prey how can one be a coward mm. if one chooses this way of life and she says right. choose mm-hmm. multiple times like it's a choice yep. if you want to be a Mandalorian you're choosing that way of life you know and and I maybe it's not they don't have a home world anymore. It seems like you know they're scattered and they're hiding and I think maybe that's what the foundlings are if if you know if they take in an orphan and that that child once chooses to be a Mandalorian, they can be a Mandalorian you know i maybe maybe that's yeah. not what that means, but you know she she made the point of saying you chose it
3: does baby Yoda choose to be a Mandalorian by the end of season one? <laughs> I think we'll I find know. out.
2: Well, he's Does not he old enough, enough. He still agency. needs a guardian, you know. He's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I so I'm with Kyle. I don't I don't think um, I don't think you like your idea of is he really a Mandalorian? I think they're like warrior monks. They choose to do this mm. thing and follow this path. It's not a yeah. born. In- I mean, you can be born into it, but I don't think like actual Mandalorians are a thing in the way that you're presenting them. Not you not know like I mean? a blood
1: thing or a race. thing. Yeah. No. It's a tribe, it's a culture It's and, a, and something you can join
3: I think I okay so that just blew my theory wide open. Uh <laughs> I still think um I think you guys pose a, a fascinating storyline as well. I think that if that's the case and you bring in different, you know, species or different cultures from different planets, that's really that's a unique fascinating storytelling device. I think that that could open up a lot of branches. You might see Cara Dune become a Mandalorian someday, um if that's the case. You might see Grief Karga don the uh, the T visor who knows grief Karga, man that dude oh man I'm done with him what a butthole grief yeah. Karga's is a butthole what is he doing
1: well and you know <laughs> bum. It, we know that from from clone wars and rebels that you know mandalorians lived on mandalore and then they had their concord dawn and their other like outposts or whatever but sure. uh you know it was it was a race you know but i I wonder now if you know things have evolved obviously they're sticking together there's not the inter clan warring like there used to be and all that kind of stuff what if what if that's one of the changes you know
3: Uh, do you guys think that um i'm kind of i'm kind of pushing this a little further along do you think we're gonna see any mandalorian um any mandalorians at all in the rise of skywalker do you think there's going to be some type of tie-in in this final epic battle? Uh, will we see... I mean, this doesn't have to be a long answer, but do you think we're going to see Mandalorians or the Razor Crest in that final space battle?
1: Bubba I think... <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> ah, well, the rise of Skywalker, the big reveal as Boba Fett—is he alive or dead?
2: Can you, can you imagine that's how we find out Boba Fett's alive? He like walks in and shoots the Emperor end of the movie. Boom. And that's he, like, over. The, yeah. the, the opening <laughs> crawl, the, the opening dropped.
3: crawl. Boba Fett appears from this mighty Sarlacc. No, uh,
2: <laughs> I, I, I think
1: know. if if Harrison Dula is on the table, why isn't Sabine Wren? Right? Yeah. Mm,
3: yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Oh, so you're saying this could be this could be Sabine hmm okay she technically I mean, mandalorian if, yeah if we're fighting
1: yeah. if we're fighting for uh you know the rebellion and we're trying to take down the empire slash the first order i you know she'd be on on board with that probably
3: yeah no absolutely i mean there's no way around it she might also still be searching for ezra but mm-hmm. um that's fascinating i didn't think about that
0: well well and, and next to the jedi i mean that was the the mandalorians were the greatest threat to the emperor because of their warrior culture and their 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 strength in numbers that that was the greatest threat to him so outside of anything out in the beyond the outer rim you know so it makes sense that yeah for sure it it makes sense for for him to go you know i want to get rid of them all and for them to go hey we need to we need to strike back and in this now if we're gonna survive and have a way of life
3: absolutely so what else do you guys think or what are some of your theories what what's coming down the pipeline
2: so the other th- the thing the next thing i was going to say um plays right into what justin just said i think that the purge and the flashbacks we're seeing are not the same thing mm. i think he developed his hatred for the clone or for the droids from the clone wars but then the purge is a s- completely separate event
3: wow that's a good tie in josh i did not even think about that dude yeah, yeah. Mm.
1: i had a, I had a slightly different thought on the droid things because you know in in the clone wars when there's that um that that storyline where ahsoka goes and meets death watch they're playing target practice with the droids you know so i was thinking (laughs) i was like maybe mandalorians just don't really mess with droids in general you know i don't know but (laughs) that's like a really good point because they have like made a point of he's not into droids and then you know that would make sense if he traced that all the way back to the clone wars
0: yeah. And and not to like switch and move from the Mandalorian theory. One of the big things that I'm I keep going back to is Dr. Pershing and mm, his tie-ins yeah, with yeah. cloning, potentially cloning. I'm curious to see is is the Yoda Ling or is the baby Yoda actually of like that species, like an original, or is mm. that a clone? Because right. it, he he you know, he clearly states I'm protecting it. I didn't want it hurt. I'm trying to protect it. So it tells you that they're either so rare in the galaxy that you just can't find them anywhere, or they are extinct and gone, and this is the one clone of maybe that species, which is why he wants to protect it, even though the Empire clearly wants it destroyed
3: that's pretty interesting and, and i actually have a thought on that justin it's so if you guys are followers of the books and you are in Del Rey, you may have noticed that they were posting about something a while back maybe about a month or so ago about something called project luminous and as we know the word luminous appears in a quote from yoda uh luminous beings, luminous we beings are. are we are we sorry yeah yeah so um I have a feeling, I have a, I have a feeling that Project is it a bad Luminous, feeling?
0: It, it, I have a good feeling, a about feeling about this. I've got a bad feeling about this. Don't hurt the Baby Yoda.
3: I, you must protect. Hashtag must protect. We're going to start that one on Star Wars Friends. But I feel that Project Luminous is going to give us the backstory about Baby Yoda. And I think they might explore that, Justin, as far as, is this the last of its kind is it a clone? But I think in Project Luminous, which they're collecting all these different authors and all these different you know di- uh, writers to put together this mysterious story, I think that it's going to explain um, this whole backstory of Baby Yoda. We might not get it in the show, but Project Luminous right. is 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 supposed to launch sometime after the Mandalorian season one ends. So I think it's going to be a tie-in to uh, our luminous being friend, Baby Yoda. Yeah, would like be awesome. Theory. Yeah, I yeah. like it. See, <laughs> not all, not, that not all my theories. Yeah, not, not all that nuts. <laughs> not guys. All crack Come caught. on, yeah. <laughs> you can't win them all, but you, you know, you lose a bunch. <laughs> so, anything else you guys want to cover as far as theories or ideas about, uh, about where we're going to go?
1: Um, I. There's something I wanted to talk about his armor. Um, I don't know if it's going to lead into the direction of the show necessarily, but when he, um, went down and got, took the best guard to the armorer and she was building the new, um, I can't remember how she said that, but it was basically the chest piece and the other pauldron. She got like, he got mostly a full set, but, um, he said my armor has lost its integrity, which I thought was like a really, you know, he didn't say it was damaged or broken or it it doesn't work. He said it lost his integrity. And I, I think I already talked last episode about how it kind of represented him and how he was completing himself. And I I thought that was like kind of really good, a really nice double entendre about like, obviously the armor itself is damaged. Uh, from from being hit by that giant mud horn and getting shot by a storm, whatever. Um, but also, he has kind of lost his integrity because he just turned in that baby. And he knows it wasn't yes. the right thing to do, and he he's been second guessing that. He asked all throughout the episode, "What are they going to do to it? What are they?" He said it at least three times that I wrote down. He asked, "What was going to happen to that baby?" and um I really loved that, like, the way they're tying his armor into his character. Um, I just think it's really beautiful. And basically, every time they're down in that covert with the armor, we're getting so much character and world building and story. I I, I can't get enough of that. And I hope they continue to do that. But I I, I don't know how much you can, but I really enjoyed it.
3: Yeah, and the phrasing of... I my armor's lost its integrity is really just it's a really great phrasing it's a, a great, great phrase.
1: choice of word right that one integrity that's like a great choice of word
3: for that you could have been like damn man my armor got busted up right it been <laughs> it's anything. Like,
1: yeah, so yeah ways.
3: it's such a smart piece of dialogue and you're right it does expand lore and it, it continues on that story so um you know if if we're all wrapped up if you guys are good on these theories we can always save them for we can save some new ones for next week
1: you good yeah let's get some more material and then we'll come up yeah. with some more all right then and that
3: brings us on to our final segment man you're all clear kid now let's blow you go home. <laughs> oh so with that um we are gonna wrap up today's episode episode three of star wars friends I think uh, I think we covered a lot of ground today. I think we covered a lot of different territory. Um, You know, I'm definitely excited to see the next episode. Who isn't, right? Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I just I really think um, we're probably gonna finally see we're probably gonna finally see Cara Dune for the first time. Is that something that we can Uh, all agree on? I think I think it's about it's gonna happen. It's gotta happen. I hope Mm -hmm. so. Did you guys think she was going to show up in this episode? I
1: did. I thought she did show up, and then she didn't. It was Mandalorian, (laughs) which was not worse. It was so good, but when that one guy got popped up on the rooftop, I thought that was her coming in to save the day.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, did yeah I, I thought the same thing too. So well let's see. Let's see what happens next week. Um, you know, so if you guys want to follow our conversation, you want to join the conversation, there's so many different channels you can hit us up, and we are a new podcast, we're just starting out, so if you can tell your friends about us. Um, I'm trying to get all my sound effects and sounds queued up so we can get that stuff spotless. But in the meantime, Tell us your thoughts on the Mandalorian. Tell us, uh, you know, tell us what you think is going to happen. I please don't hesitate to send Baby Yoda memes and and all that type of stuff. I love them all. There's so many good oh, yeah. ones out there, man. Oh, yes. um, send it all, please. And you can send it all to at swfriendshow. That's all platforms. You can hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up on Facebook at sw Friends show hit us up at starwarsfriends.com and i will be getting that mailing list link up shortly uh, if you are listening to us on itunes spotify or soundcloud please leave a review for us make us make a beautiful review right that's what we want um so share it with your friends and um one thing that we want to start doing on our episodes now are giveaways so justin Woo-hoo! you
0: have Freebies. something you
3: want to give away to our listening audience what is that
0: I do. I actually have a vintage collection Shadow Trooper that we will be giving out here pretty soon, so keep your eyes open for that.
3: Beautiful. And we'll put out details for that on our social media channel, so make sure you're following on our social media for that uh, that vintage collection Shadow Trooper. And I'm going to be giving away Star Wars Friends t-shirts, so we're going to double up on that and hook you guys up with some merch. So in the meantime... Uh, Enjoy your content on Dis- Disney Plus. Enjoy everything. Read the books. Get the comics. Talk to your friends. Talk to the Star Wars or the Star the Star Wars barista at Starbucks. <laughs> talk to everyone you can about The Mandalorian and talk to them about the Star Wars Friends show. So until next time,
2: may the force be with you all. Alright. Uh, I'm Josh. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at
0: Battle of Tanab. I'm Justin. You can follow me at IamTheBendu.
1: This is Kyle, and I'm KB underscore legend on Twitter and Instagram and probably everything else.
3: Oh, yeah. And, oh, I forgot mine at no one is Chris. Yeah. You hit us up at no one is Chris or hit me up at no one is Chris, and you can hit up uh, our, our home channel, No One Is Listening at Noil Podcast. So we'll catch you next time.